0: The real polished prospects right here. Oh, big left for Levy. That backs oh, up Santana and another one. Oh, huge kick. New days, introducing the original Blood Glad podcast, not the Told Semantic. Special dedication, all the way from New York. Boom! Yeah, man, SWOT Semantic. Yeah, man, oh. Boom!
1: On another episode of Soothing Semantics, I am your host Rafi Pinsky. Today we have Nathan Levy. Welcome, brother. Good to have you. you. What's up? My pleasure. Uh, So. For whoever doesn't know, I'm sure a lot of you watching this do know, Natan recently signed a contract with the UFC. He is the third Israeli to join the UFC, currently the only one in the UFC. Uh, we had Noah Lahat, and you, you said there was one other which I didn't know about. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the orange change was,
0: uh, was before me and Noad, but it was a different era. I think it was the early 90s. Maybe there weren't any gloves even in the fights. I'm not sure.
1: When like headbutting so, was when like headbutting was allowed. Yeah, kind of,
0: kind of that that era. So um, you know, he was not the UFC, and it's uh, it's uh, we re- we like re- respect him for it. Mm-hmm. But it's not what it is today. It's, it was kind of a different sport. But he is without a doubt the first Israeli interl- in the UFC.
1: I, I honestly haven't even heard of him that's the weirdest part I'll have to I have to look into it but uh, I, I remember I remember with Noah though he was uh, after one of his fights he he went off uh, for the for one of the wars which was very is very interesting so I started actually following him I followed his page because of you now because I haven't oh. I just haven't seen him in years and now I'm just I see you and him are are training a lot in this a good buddy of yours e type uh, Eli bar Eli
0: yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, we train a lot together. Uh, we don't train at the same gym usually, but we make, uh, we make an effort to like meet up and, and train because, so especially for me, I got so much to learn from him. He's a veteran, you know, he, he's a black belt in judo, jiu-jitsu. He was on the national team in judo. So he's got so much knowledge. He's done what I'm doing now. He's done it before me. So all I gotta do is to open, uh, my eyes and ears and I'll learn from him.
1: That's amazing. I can't wait to see what you're going to do, man. And I, you think you think Eli's a prospect? You think he. Sure. This
0: is amazing. Uh, Eli is only 19. He won second place in the world in Jiu Jitsu. He's European champion in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu as well. Um, and now he's started to fight MMA. He's training in Vegas at such a young age. The first time I came to Vegas, I was 22. All I knew was karate. I didn't know anything on the ground, any wrestling, nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's only 19; he's already a grappling champion. He's already had a few amateur MMA fights, and uh, you know future is right. bright.
1: Wow! I can't. That's amazing. There's been there's there's so much pride. We have um, we have uh, Denny of Dejo, We have you. That's incredible. So I mean,
0: yeah, I think it's good when uh, when Israelis and and Jews do, do good in sports
1: it's not common it's man. yeah we, we, we always get the reputation of being the managers not the fighters you know or the athletes
0: yeah exactly but uh, that's a misconception you know we we can do whatever we put our mind to and uh, whether it be sports or anything else you know, usually it's something else and we do well sports we can do as well
1: I agree and you you're start you're really starting a trend you're not the first one but you know, you're, you're current and from what I see, you're t- this is your life. You're taking it extremely seriously and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really, really just standing behind you and, you know, I'm going to root for you, man, and I'm looking forward to you kicking ass, dude. It's, what, when do you, you, you mentioned that you, you plan on on a, a fight in the UFC in, in around a month. What were you, what were you telling me? Uh, I think I'm going to fight in the UFC at uh,
0: the beginning of 2021. That's what, the, that's what, uh idea but you know people get COVID all the time sometimes they're gonna jump in there on two days notice I'm ready to do that again
1: yeah like well you had how many did you had like six days notice
0: two
1: days notice. wow damn it's amazing that was an incredible fight man that was an incredible fight he, he was just so much taller than you but it just wow I didn't know it was two days I thought it was longer than that okay
0: <laughs> I, I get the call on Sunday and Tuesday was the fight.
1: <laughs> That's crazy. It's amazing. I was on
0: my way to get some coffee and eat a sandwich or something. Yeah. And then I get the call. Be ready in two days. So what would you
1: do? Uh, you were just like, yeah. all right, fuck it, I got this.
0: Yeah. You just, okay, coach, do you agree? Yes. All right, let's do it. So I tried wait.
1: So, so what have you been experiencing now now that you're you're officially in the UFC, you met Dana White. What was that like, by the way?
0: Uh, that was cool. You know, uh, it was, um, from one from one point of view, like a dream come true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, UFC for me, it's always been something in my dream to do. Uh, it's not with the UFC, fighting the UFC, fight in front of Dana. From the other side... It felt very natural. It felt like everything fell along. Um, uh, everything fell into place. Like I already been there, and I'm just watching a memory. Like I know that I'm gonna get signed. I had no doubt, doubt in my mind. I'm gonna get signed, and uh, and so it happened. And I know, you know, UFC was a dream, but it was more of a goal. I knew it was attainable, and I got there. Now the the big challenge is climbing up the ranks. Winning a bunch of fights in the UFC, getting ranked, so that's really the the bigger goal.
1: That's incredible. I love that you you manifested it. You knew for a fact you were going to get it, and here you are. I think that's so yeah. important. Whether you're a fighter or you're doing anything else, I love that attitude because you know you're you're willing and you're willing it into existence.
0: True, but I just want to add for anybody, you know, sometimes every day I believe I'm going to get into the UFC sometimes more sometimes less right uh you have like sometimes a little bit of self-doubt it's normal it's natural uh sometimes you need a you hit a big roadblock a fight gets canceled or whatever it is and you feel like damn is this really going to happen i think the important thing is even when you do have those doubts you stay on track one day of doubt doesn't mean you fly back home and give up on everything you keep doing what you're supposed to be doing what you told yourself you were going to do in the day in which you believed in yourself the most you follow that plan even in those days where you believe a little that's that's okay that's natural
1: it's amazing because people i feel like a lot of people think that those off days that's it it's over you can have 20 days of fucking pushing and pushing and pushing and fighting, and then you have those couple of those those few days where you just don't feel like it, and a lot of people lose that momentum. But we all get it. We all get those days where we feel a little shitty. We don't feel like we're you know, um, and it's exactly. just it's so important to remember why you're doing what you're doing. You know, so you know I don't I don't do MMA like you. Like I told you, I was I was a Khael did. So I definitely for, for whoever doesn't know a lone soldier um, in, the, in the IDF. Uh, so I definitely experienced that in my own way many times, you know, like just waking up and not being in the mood to do something. And, uh, it's definitely helped me in my daily life afterward because, you know, a lot of the things now, just daily things, daily work things are just not that difficult if you think about it. uh, And I think
0: also it connects to like for me training because there's some days where you get in the gym and you're on fire. You're untouchable. You're beating everybody up. Yeah. Some days you're the, you're the hammer, some days you're the nail. Some days you show up to the gym, you got no energy, you've been training your ass off, you're overtrained, you're uh, under nutrition, you're underfed, you're tired, and then everybody stands on you. Damn, I couldn't get one thing off today. Those are two extremes. Sure. You can't let those good days make you proud and Like, get you to perceive reality wrong because you're not like that always. These are just some days. Same thing with the bad days. This is the good, this is the bad. Usually, you're going to be somewhere in the middle. Whenever your average is, this is where you're really at. So, good days, bad days, it's part of the process. Days where you have motivation, days where you don't. Uh, Days when you do well, days when you fuck up. It happens. The question is, what do you maintain? Where are you consistent?
1: Hundred percent, dude. It's it's that's so well put. you That's beautiful. I uh, I I'm curious to know how you even got into this. Did you have when when you were younger? This is like a much deeper question. I'm just trying to like understand you. When you were when you were younger, because if I'm not mistaken, you're you're Israeli, obviously, but you also you li- you lived in France for a time. Did you right?
0: I was born in Paris.
1: Okay. So from from Paris and then to Israel, now to Vegas. When did like your 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 journey start? Because I know you were doing you're doing karate for a while. You. I,
0: um, I started at 15 with uh, karate. Mm-hmm. Before that, I was training some martial arts a little bit. Nothing, uh, just a little bit as a hobby. Then stop training like back and forth on and off always. And uh when I really found like a good gym that I felt uh, at home and uh, I really wanted to learn and, you know, I grew a little older and I was a little bit more serious about training, that's when I really got the bug and uh, started dedicating my life to it. Everything was revolving martial arts. You know, you eat, you, you dream about martial arts, you think about martial arts, you watch martial arts, you do you train. Uh, and you start making sacrifices. You stop going to parties with friends.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you know what was out, that like? What was that like, man? Weddings, family whatever it is, you always gotta say no. I'm training.
1: You must have lost a lot of friends doing that.
0: Yeah, a lot of. Uh, yeah, that's true. And you know, also you disappoint a lot of people, like losing friends. You think, ah, if I lost them, they weren't my friends anyway. Mm-hmm. but uh, a lot of times you disappoint people you know you disappoint the family members who, who want you to go somewhere because it's the right thing to do and it is the right thing to do not if you want to be champion right. and uh, people will think you're extreme people will say look training is great but you're overdoing it um, that's stuff, people you know who, who never like really dedicated themselves to something will tell you
1: you're 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 not a common person i'm not like i said i'm not somebody who's been doing martial arts like you you know i did the krav magad in in the army and i'm very into it and i definitely want to get more into it at some point soon but uh i definitely love to work Uh, i love to to i always have these different passions and uh most people don't get that most people don't understand that especially for someone like you who you're not just doing you're not just dedicated to something you're dedicated to something extremely difficult and dangerous something that most of the human population would never even do. So they, they won't I think just people won't understand you for for two reasons you get what I'm saying for what you're doing and how much you're putting into it and yeah. the only people that will understand you, are people that are either doing it as well or people who are extremely, extremely driven in whatever field that they're in. So, you know, I, I, I don't know what you're going through, but I feel like I understand it because in order to be amazing in anything, you have to be extreme. You have to be crazy. You have to be fucking you have to be fucking crazy and think you have to think about it all day like it's a wet dream. All I mean, it's a weird way to put it, but, no, you're, sure. but you're but thi- yeah, you're all day. A
0: great swimmer when you go and swim three times a week for an hour. Like, no.
1: Hell no, hell no, and, and this is this is what it is, and I'm I'm glad you're telling me this because I think you're gonna you're gonna go extremely far.
0: Yeah, you know, first of all, I'm not trying to copy anybody and be anybody. I think right. When asked, like who I think <clears throat> has the, like the best character or something, without a mm. doubt, uh, GSP. Look, of course we fight. It's a it's a messy business, but uh, I don't see two things. First of all, a reason to disrespect each other, like for views or some stupid shit like that. This is what they call being a sellout. When you're fake to get views or money, um, and. You know, kind of at the end of the day, we're colleagues. Whether I win or lose, like that fight we did together <coughs> is what will bring us up or down. Mm. So let's make it a good fight. If you want to sell more pay per views, yeah, you can start talking uh, shit and stuff like that. But some people prove that you can do that with your skill and not with your mouth. So that's what I that.
1: For sure. It kind of reminds me of comedy how a lot of comedians they just use sex as a way to make it you get them to kind of push their their business Yeah. so in the sense shit talking and, and fighting is, is I think a similar way of kind of just cheating your way into it because of all that entertainment and noise uh, but I, I respect you a lot for that because it's tempting it's definitely tempting and, and some people I think some people are natural at it and some people aren't so when
0: you're natural at it when it's the real you go ahead do
1: it right right
0: but like when it's fake, why do it? Right. And right. Uh, some people might, you know, have a problem with me in the future. And if they tell me something, I'm not going to sit there and, you know, and they them say whatever they want. But um, I'm not looking forward to getting into verbal exchanges with people I don't think it's necessary. And, um, yet, and if it's fake, I'll call it out immediately. When people tell me, like, uh, oh, you're so real! I'm
1: like, should not Why would not be like?
0: Why would anybody be fake?
1: Yeah, this is exactly why. This is exactly why. Even though I was born in America, this is why I always got along with Israelis so well. This is because the Israelis are just such, such straightforward people. It's so much easier for me to deal with them than with a lot of Americans because they don't say what they mean and mean what they say. And it's not even that they don't want to, it's just not as much in their... Especially in Florida, by the way, because I don't know if I told you, I grew up in New York, and in New York, they're very much like that. You know, you know, you you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, coming to Florida, people are more passive-aggressive a lot of the time. They're like, oh, could you maybe, sort of, possibly, could you just say what you want to fucking say? You know what I mean? And then it's really... Israelis are like t'avili you know what I mean and it's just yeah. to translate that it means like bro, bro just give me a cigar you know and that's it. you're not offended by it it's like a normal way of saying it but it's just, it's just quick easy efficient so yeah I definitely I definitely think you'll do fine with that because you're not working you're not working in finance you're working you're a professional fighter so most people in your line of work are pretty straight to the point people.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So, you know, hopefully, hopefully you'll, you'll, you'll do pretty well in that regard. You won't have too many issues. You know, but it's, uh, it's wild, man. When I saw you win, I'm just like thinking about how surreal it is because I'm not even living it. You're the one living it. But like for you, you're in the UFC now. Like that's crazy shit. Yeah. You ever just take a step back? You ever take a step back because you're so new and you're like, holy shit, I'm, I'm a UFC fighter now not. Do you, do you ever just like, you ever like yeah. wake up in the middle of the night at 3 o'clock to take a take a piss and you're like, holy shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm used to like being in the UFC, like being in the future. Like someday I'll be in the UFC. Right. And then I look in the mirror I'm like, am I in the UFC right now? <laughs> it's crazy. But, uh, you know, we still need to fight. Getting the contract is nice, but we still need to fight for yeah. some wins.
1: Yeah, you got a long road ahead of you. God, you know, are you are you mainly going to fight at, at, at lightweight? Because I know you went up yeah. to catch weight. Okay.
0: Yeah.
1: God in heaven, like if only, if only Khabib was staying a little longer. I mean, I know he's a little, you know. God. I would, it's it's I would. gonna take me a little while. <laughs> can you, dude? You can you imagine if somehow somehow you were able to submit him or, or smesh to smesh him. I don't even, dude, I, I, Israel would literally, the country would be a massive party. The entire country would be partying.
0: I think nobody they would hear about it. They'd <laughs> still be talking about soccer players if that happened. But uh, really? in the meantime, I'm still unranked. I don't need the UFC, So I think it's a little early for that kind of talk. <laughs>
1: I mean, he's. <laughs> I was being funny, but honestly, man, the sky's the limit. Who the hell knows? I mean, I don't think Khabib is that. I love how I call him Khabib. I'm so used to it. Uh, you know, like Habib. He's a. Uh, he's so. Uh, I don't, he's not. I don't think he's the type to to go, go back out of retirement. So most yeah, likely, maybe, he. I think he's I think, done. Yeah. Maybe yeah. one more, it may but I one doubt more
0: exactly. Maybe one more, but that's
1: it. Yeah, he's 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 also he's a really truthful person. I have a lot of respect for him. A lot of respect for him. So, uh, yeah, dude, it's, it's wild that you're that you're in it. And, uh, one more question I have, which is an interesting question is, you know, I, I noticed uh, from Instagram that you're married, and I see that your wife also seems to do some sort of martial arts as well. So how did you, and I'll, I'll explain this question because it's been something on my mind in business, but uh, it's so important to have a partner that supports you especially when you're not doing a nine to five, when you don't have a regular job, when you're doing something that takes unbelievable dedication and you're doing something that most of the human population isn't willing to do, you know, what was your journey like? Because I'm sure when you were fighting, you probably weren't making a lot of money. I mean, I could be wrong, but I'm assuming not, right? So what's, you know, what was that journey like being, you know, being married and doing all that and, you know, having your wife believe in you in that whole process, you know, Connor reminds me, even though you guys are totally different people, but, you know, kind of Connor and his wife, when, you know, they were going through, there. there's a lot of stories like this, but, mm-hmm. you know, what, what is your experience been with this?
0: Uh, you know, I'm super lucky that I found uh, Dana, my wife, and uh, she doesn't train in martial arts anymore, but she used to, and she gets it. You know, when we first uh, started dating, I told her, look, like, I want to be with you, but a year from now, I'm going to leave Israel to the U.S. to be a UFC fighter. Mm -hmm. She knew what that means. Most girls wouldn't even know what to talk about. And uh, throughout the way, you know, she always believed in me. She always supported me. You know, it's been awesome to be together and finally get to this point kind of like just it didn't like return everything she put into me like so far but we've done this together you know like I mean of course I want to make it and be champion and do big things like I planned but that's already such a big step of the way um, that like it's already been worth it, you know. Everything we put, the both of us, like all the time, all the effort, and uh, financially, it just it it takes a lot of resources to get to where I'm at, and we both did, not just me.
1: That's that's. I, I cannot wait until you do extremely well, and you know, hopefully, you make your millions.
0: Yeah, but I'm not talking all, only about money, just repair, like like I'm talking, same like when I repay my coaches, like winning, <laughs> being a champion, that's how I repay my coaches for the hard work, and same right. thing with that. And if, you know, like Sam we said with the shit talking, if I go so far in the UFC and don't make enough to be like, uh, you know, financially set for life, that's okay. If I don't return my investment so far, that's Okay. What's really important is always giving it my all,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, not cutting any corners, not taking any shortcuts, and just getting as far as I can.
1: That's unbelievable. You're you're there for you're there because you love it. You're not there for any sort of, you know, financial yeah, gain or fame.
0: Exactly. Um, you know, just giving your all. At something like that. This is something to take with you for your whole life. I'm never going to have regrets. I'm never going to sit. At a bar, 80 year old, and say, Oh, I could have been a, an MMA fighter, I could have been more champion, if only. No, no, if only. I'm going to give it all, and I don't know what I'm going to tell at the bar at 80, but it's going to be a good story.
1: Right? I I don't know how people don't, I really don't understand how people don't do the things they want I mean, I, there's so many factors to it, and it's people so easy. have. But yeah, it's so easy not to do it, but it's like, for me, there's, there are plenty of things I want to do, plenty of things I want to do, and I think I'm working on getting there, but I just, I can't imagine, it's such a beautiful thing when you put the work in and you see it, and you look back, you know, you just see what how far you've come. You know, I just, uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm really impressed, and I'm, I'm glad I asked the question about you and your wife, because uh, I don't know if anyone else has asked it, anyone else who's interviewed you. But I think it's it's something that teaches me a lesson where it's so important to find somebody that, that really believes in you.
0: Yeah, and I always thought that like being married or something like that would just like talking out said I'd never get married before I sign with the UFC. Right. Like when I sign with the UFC and I'm set, then I'll marry. I'll get married. Mm-hmm. You know, of course I was talking like about Dana but First of all, like, it's not true. It's completely wrong. And uh, I realized that at some point along the way that me and Dana, like, we're a team. We're stronger together. uh, With them fighting and, of course, without fighting, having a great life together, enjoying each other's company, being true friends, you know, each other. And it's not going to hurt anything. It's only going to make things better. That's what I think.
1: I I take a lot from that, man. You're... I appreciate that, because I'm I'm learning from that. I'm not married, and, you know, I've realized the importance of having somebody that really understands your passions and, you know, stands next to you and and helps push you. And and, and that goes for both sides. You know, if you have a woman that's very passionate about her own things, you know, then you you push her too.
0: Like the cats, we're moving to babies.
1: (laughs) How many cats you got? (laughs) Okay, I also, I... I grew up with my grandmother, so we had two cats growing up also. That's funny. So, uh, so yeah, man, I mean, do you, you plan on, I mean, Vegas is kind of uh, where a lot of you know fighters go, but do you, do you plan on staying there for the long term, or it's not something you're thinking about?
0: Not really putting too much thought into it right now. You know, I'm focused on the closer near future, mm-hmm. and for now I'm here. After fighting,
1: we'll see, but it's going to take some time. I don't plan on uh, hanging with gloves uh,
0: so early.
1: Okay. Okay, awesome. I'm sure. And then as far as uh, just being an Israeli in the UFC, how is that going as far as, you know, what what crazy experiences have you gotten, uh, you know, maybe from any kind of marketing companies, not even in a financial sense, but what have you experienced that you know, you kind of feel very unique about? Because I know, I, I was reading some article about Dana White mentioning you and saying, you know, the lawyers are going crazy, you know, he's this Israeli in the UFC, yada, yada. Like, how is how is that? Do you feel kind of, oh, I'm, you know, I'm the Israeli guy? Does it, does it give you any sort of, you know, unique feeling? Uh,
0: you know, it's like... <laughs> When I won the contenders fight and I got the contract, I told my coaches, like, yo, we did, we made some history tonight. And, um, I think it's true, but I also think all my career I never wanted to be good for an Israeli. I just wanted to be good. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course it's nice, you know, and it's a good push being Israeli and having all the, national channels that like reach out for interviews and stuff like that. But for me, it's a little more cool when I get a, a, an article about me on ESPN.com. Yes. That means I'm really good. It doesn't mean like I'm alright for I'm just, I'm good. So that's what I strive to be. And of course, I'm very proud of Reality and I'm very happy uh, to wave the flag when I get in the in the cage and everything, but I just want to be the best I can be, maybe the best in the world one day.
1: But I hope so, bro. Hope too, so.
0: But um, just you know, sometimes you can be average in the world, but good for an Israeli, and that's not what I'm aiming for.
1: I completely understand. I completely get that. Um, yeah, and I hope you will be. Uh, but uh, also, do you think? Do you think that Israel is starting to become more interested in, in MMA? Do you think that you've had a hand Absolutely. to play in that?
0: Um, I, I think right now uh, Israelis don't have much opportunity for to be good MMA fighters in Israel.
1: Why we is that? Got,
0: you know, we've got a good generation of pioneers. <coughs> we went to the US, to Brazil, studied all the martial arts. Um, they just didn't have any structure to become champions, right? All the odds were against them. Champions were getting to the UFC. And then we have uh, of course, who did make it, but he's in the U.S. But any, anyway, my point is we've got the coaches, but we need more than that. We need structure. We need competition. Um, we need more masses training so uh, people have more fighters to work with. I think it's always growing. I think it's at a point right now where, like, I made it, but I had to leave Israel. And me, I really want to bring it to a point where people don't have to leave Israel. Sure, fly out for some training camps. But um, at the end of the day, if I could have everything I have here in Israel, it would be perfect. It would be more than a dream, right? If I had all these coaches. right? Uh, so maybe not. These specific ones but for a kid growing up if you can have a great boxing coach a great jiu-jitsu coach in israel that's great now give them a great mma coach that can mix it all together give them a, a platform to compete on an amateur level give them a platform to compete on the pro level and then you'll get some good fighters because we're a nation of fighters but we need for professional sports israel is not the best country and right. we need to for every sport Take it a few steps up, but especially for because I think we could do really good
1: in that field. I think Israelis would do phenomenally if we actually start to get into it. Yeah, you know, we're 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 all everybody's going to the military. There's all of this, you know. There's it's a it makes so much sense. I think yeah. it's just if it was promoted more. And I, honestly, Natan, you you you're a pioneer for this. You can you can create a massive change in the, in that regard. I
0: will. I'm gonna. everything i can right now i'm here but i'm going to try remotely help out as much as i can yeah and at some point that could be a big reason to go back to israel first of all to teach martial arts train people but also to build like a a good solid MMA uh community foundation uh for fighters to leave israel fighting big leagues around the world and and be successful
1: I'm looking forward to that. I'm definitely looking forward to that. I uh, I've just I, this was something that I was thinking about because I'm I'm kinda of just noticing how you know certain countries for instance I, I mentioned Khabib earlier, but you know, with Dagestan, Dagestan was never really on the map until he came along. And all yeah. these fighters from Dagestan and, and, and the Caucasus, you know, like Chechnya uh, all those you know neighboring countries they have a lot of they have a lot of fighters so now this country's on the map and all they these all guys been
0: incredible wrestlers right but now in MMA they're showing different skill set some of them even do Kung Fu like competitive Kung Fu up mm-hmm. at the high level and um, when they mix it all over there with their toughness with their uh, athleticism um uh, they're, they're dangerous fighters.
1: They're scary fighters, and Israel can be the same thing. Sure. Definitely. I, I, I see. I, Israelis definitely could be very, you know, I think we're a country that's always innovative and always trying to learn new things and build new things. You can't, there's nothing that we really can't do at the end of the day. And I think if fighting starts to become more common, you'll you'll end up with amazing fighters coming out of Israel. I'm i extremely confident. So it's only a matter of time and a matter of uh, promoting it. And and uh, you know, God willing, you'll become a champion. You'll become an incredible fighter, and that'll motivate other other younger Israelis to follow suit. You know, and uh, you know it'll it'll be a good influence. So I'm looking forward to that. I see it. I see that happening for sure. You know.
0: Yeah, um, I hope you know I. I had a very uphill struggle to get to where I'm at, and uh, I just like to help people make that uphill go less steep.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, when you listen, man, if you're if you're in Miami, I don't know if you do you ever do you ever come here.
0: I'm gonna be in Tallahassee this weekend. In Tallahassee. I guess Eli is see, like,
1: honestly, like, fighting. Oh, he's fighting in Tallahassee? Yeah. Damn, that is, far as, that is far as fuck from me. Yeah, I bet. Damn it. <laughs> That's all the way up north, man. I'm all the way down south. It's a shame, though, because I would love to. Honestly, man, I'm like, part of me is thinking about it. <laughs> but, uh.
0: If you can come, I think you can uh, come watch the fight. We can hang out.
1: That would be dope, man. That would be amazing. It's a, it's an option. I'm, I'm going to, bro, I'm going to think about it. I'm definitely going to think about it. Um, yeah, so as far as all of this conversation goes, you know, there's, uh, I'm sure there there would be, I, let me just quickly, let me just quickly look back because I want to make sure that like those questions that I asked were covered. Yeah. Um, Okay, so I answered. I asked. I asked you two out of three. So uh, my other, my other question was, what was your experience like in LFA, and how do you think it prepared you for UFC? Like, do you think LFA is at all on par with UFC? Meaning, uh, do you think there are fighters who are completely worth uh, UFC? You know, worthy, or do you? You know, how do you mentally see it? Is it just a different name? No,
0: absolutely, because LFA is the biggest platform like the biggest feeder to the UFC, Mm -hmm. meaning that like all their champions go to the UFC, all their top contenders end up in the UFC or other big promotion, usually the UFC. You know, this is the place to go if you want to be in the UFC. Like um, it's the highest national level in the US, right? UFC is international. Right. Bellator, it's international. U- U.S. national level. And they got people competing from all over the world. Of course, Israel, Brazil, and whatnot. But uh, all the circuits is national. All the locations are in the U.S.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: that's the biggest promotion for, for, for the USA. So the most talent. And if you can get wins there, you know, you can make it to the UFC and, uh, and do big things, I think.
1: Sounds great. Okay. No, I just you wasn't wanna
0: sure. If you can go to another promotion, get some easy wins, fight tomato cans, <laughs> have your record, be 40-0, then come to the UFC and get smoked. Right. Or you can have tough fights, tough challenges, fight strong dudes out the weak. Whoever <laughs> makes it on top, you know he's It's
1: kind of like with what Adesanya did. Adesanya yeah. fought, you know, he did like, 70 or 80 kickboxing matches before he even joined so the time he joined he was he was sharp you think you think you think Kamasad has any chance against him no he's really confident though (laughs) confidence you're so great
0: but it's you know there's it's a big element in fighting but there's some other like technique skill
1: yeah, you were you were extremely confident. You're extremely confident with that answer. You 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 immediately were like, no chance.
0: Of course, like maybe in a couple of years, who knows? But from what we've seen so far, you can't uh, compare the champion to some, you know, guy who's maybe in the top fifteen.
1: Unbelievable what what Israel Adesanya has been able to accomplish. Unreal, honestly. honestly unbelievable. I don't. I I would not be surprised if he beat Jones. Tell me whatever you want. You can I mean, say, I would not be surprised. I would it, I, put
0: him as a favorite, but, you know, momentum is a big thing in fighting in life. And John has been slowly really going down for a few years. And Israel is...
1: Yeah, that's a very good way to put it. That's a very enough, good point.
0: You know, and, um, and I think if they meet at the right time, yeah, Israel's momentum would could do a lot for him.
1: You know when they say you know they say size matters, right? <laughs> but in the case of uh, in the case of Adesanya, man, he's proven, yeah. he's proven time and time again that size really does not make a difference.
0: Size matters, but size look when they say size don't matter, it, they mean that like technique is a strength multiplier, right? Sure. We're, we both have the same strength but I have technique, I'm multiplying my strength, same mm-hmm. thing with your size. You're a little bigger, but my technique multiplies my strength, so you're not that big and strong. Right. But size and strength is also a technique multiplier, right? Mm-hmm. We have the same technique, you're bigger, stronger, even mm-hmm. Right. So, I don't think... I think Israel is way better of a striker than Jones.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And... Uh, Not that Jones is bad at all, he's great, but he's really on a different level. And in the grappling, I don't think there's that much of a gap. Of course, Jones is amazing, he's one of the best fighters of all time, don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. But at the right time, the gap might not be that big, and John Jones' bigger frame might not mean that much.
1: That's a fight I would kill to see. Oh, I'm praying that that fight happens soon because I am literally, I have, I am, I, I just, I'll randomly think about it. By the way, I'll be, I'll be at work at like four in the afternoon, and I'm like, Jones and Arasania. Like I literally, I would, bro, I need to see that fight. I'm telling you, I need to see that. Like I'm, I'm by far one of the most, oh, one of the most exciting fights. That I would, I, I can't even think about a more exciting fight. Other than obviously you're a Come on. You know what I mean? <laughs> No. Eventually, bro. Eventually. But, uh, yeah. God, that's... Because I really can't say who would win. I really don't fucking know. You know? Like, to be honest, with, with Khabib and Gaethje, with Khabib and Gaethje, there was no doubt in my mind, man. Like, there really was no... Other people were like, oh, the... I just... I was like, nobody can beat the guy. I really just... I'm, I'm con- I don't think there is a human on the planet out there that can put the guy to sleep, or that can not, I just don't think that he exists. Maybe he'll be born later on, but I don't know.
0: Yeah. It's crazy. I know.
1: It's just a different world, man. And that's also something, we're going a bit in a rabbit hole here, but it's just like all coming to mind. You know, I think Khabib is just somebody who, he doesn't have distractions. Like he did, he's such a devout Muslim. He doesn't drink, he, he doesn't party, he doesn't care about all these flashy things, nice cars, this that. He all he does, he, he does, fights. Cares
0: a little bit, I think, but
1: maybe. But how much, really? I don't know. Um, he does. He's saying flashy things. Doesn't
0: care too much. Let's say that. It doesn't care too much.
1: Okay, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure you know about him better than I do, but um, whatever his distractions are, they're probably pretty minimal compared to most mm-hmm. most people yeah absolutely. you know and you know all of these years where you know people are spending drinking and partying and this and that and a lot of the fighters are to do these doing different drugs mm-hmm. and you know they're obviously going out and fooling around a lot as they can't
0: Moping, yeah,
1: dude. yeah so that's a lot of time taking away from your health your you know and i get it like most people they're not religious or you know devoutly religious they why would they not? You know, they want to live and enjoy. But when yeah. you're when you're going up against a fighter who doesn't do those things, he's got an advantage because he's because he's I not think that's
0: a, big, a big advantage of mine. Is uh, I don't have much instructions. Of course, I'm not khabib. I'm not uh, all set. Got the driver waiting outside my apartment. Right, but uh, you know, I'm doing well enough right now to really be focused. I never worked while I was in training camp. Wow. Um, I really can't work in the US, I don't have a piece of work all that to fight. So I'm just focused on fighting, I'm just training full time. I don't party, I don't do any of that stuff. And uh, sometimes when I'm about to fight somebody and I, you know, I open his Instagram, and I see he works at Walmart, or he's got two kids, or what's not. You, whatnot, you I know. Feel like haven't, it's a big advantage.
1: For sure, for sure. Wow, but it's yeah. I'm it's a cool.
0: fighter full time. This guy works in, in and out. It's not the same.
1: Yeah, man, you you couldn't you can't say any better than that. I like how you I like how you're so cutthroat about. It. You're like this guy doesn't have what I've got. Yeah, that's true. You're all in.
0: Exactly.
1: And that's key. That's who you have to be. So, dude, I I I really I'm really glad. Let's see how long have we. Taking my glasses in and out. I got the weather finally got cold in Florida, so my allergies are fucking killing me. But uh, all right, so forty-three minutes. I think that's a decent amount of time. What have you? Uh, you know, I, well, I'm just a little out of it, uh, <laughs> bro. I I uh, really appreciate you coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure. It did take some time. You notice how I was persistent, though. You know, like I, yeah. you had no idea who I was, bro, but I was like, That's I'm true. getting this dude That's on the podcast. That's um, how you get you done. Bro, I, I'll just give you, like, I could have given you a bit of a backstory, uh, in the beginning of the episode, but you know, I, uh, people who know me already know this, but I grew up without parents and my grandmother raised me. So I uh, definitely didn't have it easy. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, I've accomplished a solid amount of things in my life so far. There's a lot of other things I want to accomplish. But, uh, you know, I'm 26, I'm young, and I'm, I'm completely independent. I take care of myself, and uh, I'm just very happy with where I am right now. I have a lot more to do. I definitely want to get into martial arts, by the way. Uh, I'm not set on becoming a professional, but I definitely... One of my goals is to be a black belt in, in BJJ, for sure. It's on my list. And mm-hmm. I, I know it's going to take a long time. It could take as mm-hmm. much as 10 years, but I, I've always loved it. I've always loved... I've always loved fighting, and I, you know I can definitely be an aggressive person. So not in a bad way, but I just have it in me. So it's just it's very fitting. I know jiu-jitsu is not necessarily the most uh, you know aggressive of the martial arts, but
0: yeah, for sure. And um, yeah. first of all, that's great, and I'm happy for you. And uh, you know we talked a lot today about, like we said, being persistent. That's a good thing. You know, even when people say no, keep going. Uh, people will ask. People will uh, mock you. People will tell you what you're doing is all wrong. Mm-hmm. And really what you got to have is, like, self-belief and uh, work at it. Work ethic and uh, that's it. The sky's the limit.
1: For sure. See that? We're talking right now, bro. And that's simply because I was, like... You might as well do the episode sooner than later, because I'm going to keep following up with you. <laughs> I, I did tell you that. So, and this is pretty much what I'm going to be doing with sir. Anybody I think would be, you know, somebody that I'm really interested in talking to, you know, let's be realistic. I'm not a famous person. So, at the end of the day, for me to... And I'm not, I'm not interested in fame, necessarily. But this is an opportunity for me as a human, to connect with someone like you, whereas in a, in a situation without a podcast, this wouldn't be as, you know get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't sure. be as doable, doable of a thing. So, uh, yeah. So, without with all that being said, man, thank you so much for coming. Uh, thank you, bro. Been thank an, you for having me. My pleasure, bro. And
0: uh, good luck to you. And we'll be in touch.
1: For sure. And hopefully, if I decide to make the, the trip to Tallahassee, we'll, uh, we'll spend some time. We'll hang out. Sounds good. Thank you, brother. Guys, this has been another episode of Soothing Semantics. Natan, thanks again for coming. Guys, make sure to tune into the episode. Check him out on Instagram. Check out his fights. You can you can check everything out on YouTube. He is going to be in the UFC. He's, well, he's already in the UFC. And uh, for any of you MMA UFC fans, follow him. He's gonna be doing big things.
0: Peace. Thank you very much.
1: You got it.